Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. That music can only mean one thing. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of the HV Pucks Podcast, powered by Capiche.com. This is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. So far this season, I've asked you, what are you thankful for? I also want to know, who were the teams to beat in Section 1? I asked... Who has the best jerseys in the Hudson Valley? Who has the best fans in the Hudson Valley? And most recently, which rinks are the best in our area? This week, I want to revisit a topic which always seems to rear its ugly head during the high school hockey season. I'm referring to the constant battle over top players between high school programs and the travel teams that they also play for. Let me go on the record now and say that I completely understand uh, the concept that in order to have competitive high school hockey, you need to have elite travel players on your squad. When I uh, look at the last three New York State champions from Section 1 and the teams from our region that make it to the states uh, and fell short, uh, they did so with the help of uh, elite players. It's the ultimate symbiotic relationship. There's no question about that. However, uh, what happens when your travel coach and your high school coach both need you for that big game? At what point are, are all the stakeholders going to come together and hammer out a solution which works for everyone involved, especially the players who can unfortunately find themselves uh, at, on the losing end of this uh, tug of war? So this past week, I ran a poll regarding the conflict players have between travel uh, and um, high school hockey, and I offered four options. The tweet read as follows, Top players from across the Hudson Valley often find themselves in conflict between their travel club obligations and their commitments to high school, uh, their high school team. What's the best solution? So I offered four different options. Option A was play high school only. Uh, that received 13% of the votes. Um, option B was play travel only. That received 10% of the votes. Opposite... Uh, um, Option C was play split season. That received 40% of the votes. And option D uh, was play a combo schedule um, during the regular season. And uh, that received 37% of the votes. So I found it very interesting that, again, a lot of you that chimed in felt that playing split season or trying to play some type of you know combination of the two is the best way to go. Um, I also got to hear from several players coaches and parents from our region uh, and beyond. There were some people that chimed in from other parts of, uh, of the hockey world. Most of them were anonymous for obvious reasons, but a few weren't, which was uh, very refreshing. Um, we're going to hear more from them during the Dump and Chase segment in a little bit. Uh, I do want to also add one programming note. Um, there's a lot of great content and contributions this week from players, coaches, parents, and fans. So I, I did not include an in-the-box interview this week. 
However, I'm going to release a in-the-box interview as part of episode 7. It's going to be a standalone episode, uh, just an interview with a local coach who gave me almost 25 minutes of time uh, during the interview. So look for that later on um, this week. Um, Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Uh, hello there, uh, this is, uh, Happy Gilmore, and, uh, you're listening to the HV Pucks Podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Now back to the show. Now let's get right into the dump and chase. This week I wanted to know, uh, listeners' thoughts regarding the ongoing conflict between high school and travel hockey. I heard from a lot of people from all over the hockey world, so I appreciate everybody's contributions. Um, and here's what you all had to say. An anonymous player said, I've always appreciated having the prospect of split-season travel teams as a way to prepare for the varsity season. I think the problems begin to happen when elite hockey programs of travel hockey uh, don't offer those kinds of teams. It would be great if everyone had the choice to play both, but I understand why some players are forced to choose one or the other. To be honest, it's a tough issue, and it really makes each player evaluate their future in hockey, which is especially crazy when it's a decision that can affect kids as young as freshmen. Patrick flatly said, I did half season this year to avoid conflicts with high school altogether because especially for us, these Friday night games are the ones we'll remember and I didn't want to miss any. The Wildcats uh, girls hockey Twitter account said, travel versus high school hockey. Great topic. My daughter does both fall, spring and summer travel. During the winter, she skates for her high school team. Seems there is a greater team bonding on the high school team. Compete levels may be more challenging at the travel level, depending on the league, but there is something very special about the high school team. Looking forward to listening in for the broadcast. The Monroe Woodbury Hockey Twitter account said, Until high school hockey in this area can come close to the quality of travel, travel will continue to be top dog. The 2000 Syracuse Nats Twitter account said, Interesting discussion. No right answer to it. It could easily be argued for both sides. An anonymous player said, Travel and high school hockey are very different. In high school, you're playing for your school and you're excited for all the students and fans coming to your games and you want to win for them and for your team. Travel hockey, you are going into the game with a set mindset. You are competing with players all around the world, depending on what league you're in, and you're competing for a national championship. Travel hockey is where you're going to go far and eventually play college hockey, depending on where you want to go and how much you really want it, whether it's D3 or D1 college hockey. High school hockey, you will always have those memories forever with your high school buddies, and you will encounter those memories at high school reunions and other events. But in the end, travel hockey is a huge commitment because being a travel player myself, I play all year long, and it's a huge effort that you need to put in. Personally, travel hockey is going to get you places if you want to play college hockey. A parent who wished to remain anonymous said, My son's travel team is playing in a hockey tournament in Canada over winter break. Some of the high school coaches won't let the players go because they will miss high school games in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Talk about crazy. In my opinion, this is what's driving AAA players to boarding schools. 
Preps are competing with expanding junior programs and making sweet deals with families who want to escape the drama. A coach who wished to remain anonymous said, I am willing to budge on up to three to five games if the situation ever came up, but it hasn't since 2015 for me. Usually one or two weekends where players would want to have tournaments and showcase. Anything more than that is ridiculous. Junior hockey is so watered down here in the Northeast that some kids miss out on great high school experiences and memories. I believe in a compromise, not in a deal that breaks up team chemistry. Ted Cheeseborough, head coach for the Centennial High School uh, team in Minnesota. They're the fourth ranked uh, team in the state, I believe. Uh, He said, in Minnesota, high school hockey is the only game. Kids can only play in the community in which they live, so there's no free agents, there is no team jumping, and costs are kept down. That ultimately filters up to our high school game, and when kids at 15, 16, 17, and 18, they can play uh, for the school where they attend. Dan DeMarco said, Just my opinion on the travel high school conflict situation. It's one of the hardest things for talented players to deal with. Travel hockey is where you get all your college or junior looks. Reed Stark had to give up two great years for this opportunity in Omaha, but at the end of the day, if you really have a shot, travel hockey is the way to go. High school hockey is always fun because you get to play in front of your peers, but the problem is if you do both, now you're creating fatigue situations that'll hinder your play overall, maybe even your grades in school. An anonymous player said, High school hockey is supposed to be fun for kids to play in front of their friends from school and for their community. And as a player being told I can't go to a travel game over a high school game without consequences sucks a lot of the fun right out of it. Kids that play competitive travel hockey develop and get better playing with that team and then bring their talent to their high school team. For travel, you typically spend 10 to 12 months out of the year with the same guys on the ice, which plays a huge part in why players are able to get so much better every, uh, every year of travel hockey. Uh, it's about the same amount of all four years of high school hockey. I've been playing with the same group of core kids from my travel team for the past five years. I hope that more and more high school coaches will begin to realize how great their program benefits from the travel players um, that even decide to play high school hockey. A coach who wished to remain anonymous said, Those saying travel kids make it better? Well, what's it? The league? If you notice the teams which routinely have travel players in and out of their lineup, they haven't had much success because it erodes the fabric of the team. It may work for the travel player, but not for the team as a whole. Kevin said, travel is where it's at. It's more competitive and there's more exposure. Most heavily talented kids will never suit up for their high school. There's more scouts at travel than there would be at a high school game. CNS Hockey said in response to Kevin's comment about heavily talented kids never suiting up for their high school, quote-unquote, Eric Cole. LP, uh, I'm sorry, L Pool Ice Warrior said in response to Kevin's comment about heavily talented kids never suiting up for their high school, Anthony Angelo, Joe Wilson, Matt Wilson, and Nick Zappia. Section 1 Puck said in response to Kevin's comment about heavily talented kids never suiting up for their high school, Steven Santini also played two years at Kennedy before heading off to juniors, so that's not entirely true. 
Section 1 Puck also said, I think a lot of the times we see guys start off their freshman and sophomore years playing high school, then they elect for travel or prep school. Christopher Lombardo said, His time at Kennedy was just for fun to play with classmates. His commitment was still with his junior team back then. His father and I were high school coaches, so he made the schedule work with limited conflicts. Uh, They're talking about Steven Santini. Uh, He was New York State's player of the year his sophomore year. Uh, But not all coaches are willing to do that. Let's just say that had he stayed in his public school, he would not have played high school hockey at all. The coach back then was unwilling to work together. New York is uh, is one of the only states that allow kids to do both in the same season. Joe Urban said in response to Kevin's comment about heavily talented kids never suiting up for their high school, Zach Bogosian, Cole Schneider, Parker Gerhagen, and Tim Kennedy, just off the top of my head. Lorenzo Von Mattenhorn said in response to Kevin's comment about there being more scouts at a travel game than a high school game, quote-unquote, not in Minnesota. Joe Urban said, For the best of the best, elite travel is great. For the third and fourth liners playing travel, they're probably getting exposed and not getting exposure. If you're on the top two lines, it's great. If not, you're just helping to finance the team. Uh, Let's take a quick break because we have, again, so much great content. Um, So let's take a quick break. And uh, you're listening to the HV Pucks podcast. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to continue with the dump and chase. Um, Hockey Development 360 said, uh, Connecticut hockey makes you pick. New York should do the same. Kids leave good travel teams with state and national championship potential to play a sixth line as a freshman. Waste of time. A parent who wishes to remain anonymous said, Ultimately, it's about the player. They are just kids that want to play at the highest level they can achieve. For them to be forced to choose between their hometown team and their travel team is awful. What are we really trying to achieve? High-end players are with the same organization 10 to 12 months of the year for many years. That's how they get to the next level. High school hockey benefits from this. High school hockey is short-term but comes with the benefits of local fans, local recognition. They should be allowed to play both, not condemned for playing one or the other. High school should welcome travel players when they are available to play and not penalize them when they aren't available as other players on the high school team are thrust into the position and given the opportunity to excel and fill the vacancy. It's all about the player. Some coaches see this. Most are selfish and don't. It's a tough situation for players to deal with and it's a lot of stress when it really should be fun. An anonymous player said, I think, yes, high school is fun, But compared to travel hockey, the compete level is so much different. If someone is just looking to play competitive hockey, travel is the place for that. And high school is just an extra if travel players have extra time and want to have fun. College scouts will only look at travel games. So if a player is looking to play in college, 
Travel is where he should play. High school is always fun, but travel is a priority. DBH said, uh, travel is great uh, for the parents' egos. High school is better for the kids. If your kid is a stud, they will find him or her. Let the kids enjoy high school. Mike Benelli said, uh, the convo revolves around how teams conduct their programs. If you don't treat high school hockey as a varsity sport, how can allegiance be asked? In response to this comment, Christopher Lombardo said, hockey is one of the only sports where the highest level travel is in the same season. Think about when basketball, baseball, and softball are. The main travel season is in direct conflict with respect to hockey. A parent who wanted to remain anonymous said, weighing in on the travel versus high school debate, coaching has to come into play at some point. Kids will get, kids will get much better coaching playing Tier 1 AAA. An anonymous player said, I play high school to play with my friends and have some fun at home. The only major negative is, uh, to playing high school is the sitting rule. I see where most, most coaches are coming from, but I look at it like this. I am not going out to a party on a Tuesday night to skip practice. I am going to Jersey and practicing with my travel team, which is ranked within the top five in the country. The skill level is completely different, and I think some high school coaches fail to realize that. Overall, high school is very fun, especially when you get a nice rivalry crowd. It's an experience you will never forget. An anonymous player said, I personally believe that players should do both. It makes high school games more interesting because players are getting better playing for both teams. I also believe that kids want to play high school hockey because they want to represent their school in something they're good at, something they love. But I also believe that they want to play travel because they want to make that next step after high school. It is very hard to play college hockey coming right out of high school. You can look at a lot of Division three school rosters. Most of them come from junior teams or travel teams. So I disagree when high school coaches say you can't play travel hockey because personally, if I want to make it to the next level in hockey, I'm going to do whatever it takes. And lastly, Mike Benelli sent me an article about NHL Hall of Fame player Brendan Shanahan, which reads as follows. Brendan Shanahan has won the Canada Cup, a world championship, and Olympic gold medal. Three times he raised Lord Stanley's Cup as a member of the powerhouse Detroit Red Wings. Yet if you ask him, the OFSAA hockey championship he won in grade 10 at Michael Power St. Joseph High School ranks right up there in importance because of who was in the stands. Shanahan said, when you play, you can feel the fans. You can sense their excitement. That's why I loved high school hockey so much. I always played my best when I felt like I knew the people I was playing for. So again, I want to thank everybody for their contributions. This is certainly a hot button issue here in New York State. As again, I said, New York is one of the only states that allows players to do both. And as several of you pointed out, um, the travel season is in direct conflict with the high school season. So it looks like this tug of war is going to continue until, again, all of the stakeholders come together in the best interests of the players um, and come uh, to a decision that works best for everyone, in particular, the young men and women that want to play this great sport. You're listening to the HV Pucks podcast, and we'll be right back after this. 
As the sixth episode for season two comes to an end, it's now time for Stick Taps, where we honor, recognize, and acknowledge individual players, coaches, teams, or hockey-related events and charities. Uh, With the seasons in full effect in New York, New Jersey, and now Connecticut, uh, there are a number of different things that I want to acknowledge or, or recognize, so please bear with me as we go through the stick taps. So stick taps out to the St. Joseph's hockey team of Montvale, New Jersey, for preparing over 80 blizzard boxes for Meals on Wheels of North Jersey. Stick taps out to sophomore goalie Grant Doherty, of the Harvey Cavaliers hockey team, who recorded a win in a 9-1 victory uh, during his very first varsity start for the Cavaliers on December 6th versus the South Kent School. Stick taps out to senior goalie Jason Inzeo of uh, Clarkstown, who made 38 saves in his first varsity shutout, a 4-0 victory over the Mamaroneck Tigers at Homics Park Ice Rink on Friday, December 15th. Stick taps out to the Christian Brothers Academy of Albany varsity hockey team for participating in the nationwide Wreaths Across America Day on Friday, December 15th. What a great way to give back and thank our brave veterans for their service. Stick taps out to the Daniel Hand High School Girls Hockey Team for hosting a Cancer Awareness Night on Saturday, December 16th versus West Haven Sacred Heart. Puck drop was set for 7 p.m. at the North Ford Ice Pavilion. Stick taps out to the Parsippany Varsity Hockey Team, who was uh, at, out at their local supermarket in Morristown, New Jersey, on Sunday, December 17th, bagging groceries. A portion of the items that they collected would be donated to Toys for Tots. Stick taps out to the Penfield Varsity Hockey Team as they spent time with the Gliding Stars of Rochester on Sunday, December 17th. Gliding Stars is an organization that provides weekly adaptive skating lessons to individuals with developmental disabilities. Stick taps out to the Brockport Varsity Hockey Team for getting into the holiday spirit by singing Christmas carols at a local retirement home on Sunday, December 17th. Stick taps out to the Pearl River Varsity Hockey Team for collecting, organizing, and delivering food to needy families in their community. They also collected over 70 pairs of new child-sized pajamas at their recent home game versus Rytown Harrison. Stick taps out to freshman goaltender Chris Spano of the Archbishop Stepanak hockey team for earning his first shutout of his high school career in a 4-0 win over Holy Cross on Sunday, December 17th. Chris also earned his second shutout of the season in a 6-0 win against St. Mary's on Wednesday, December 20th. Stick taps out to Ryan Schelling, 8th grade forward of the Suffern Mounties varsity hockey team, who recorded a hat trick in an 8-0 victory over the Pearl River Pirates on Monday, December 18th at Sportorama. Freshman Jake Leally and CJ Olson also scored their first varsity goals during this game. Stick taps out to senior goaltender Kieran Varga of the Nyack Tappanzee Icehawks varsity hockey team on earning his 1,000th uh, career varsity save in a 3-2 loss to Eastchester Tuckahoe Bronxville on Tuesday, December 19th. Stick taps out to senior uh, Devin Ralph of the Middletown High School South hockey team uh, in New Jersey on joining the 100-point club during an 8-1 win over Howell on Tuesday, December 19th. He had a goal and two assists in that game. 
Stick taps out to senior forward Jacob Morin for scoring his 100th career varsity goal in a 5-0 victory over Oswego on Tuesday, December 19th. Uh, He becomes the very first player in Auburn high school history to do so. Stick taps out to a devoted group of hockey players who've been playing together on Tuesday nights for 44 years in a row. The game is referred to as Hockey Night in Katona, so stay tuned for player interviews uh, and more information about this this very interesting tradition uh, in future episodes. Stick taps out to the Skinny Atlas varsity hockey team for sponsoring a holiday skating celebration on Wednesday, December 20th at the Duke Arena. The team collected non-perishable food items and fans in attendance were able to skate with members of both the boys and the girls hockey teams. Stick taps out to Kylie Toy of the Brick Township High School hockey team, uh, who became the first girl to score a goal since her mother, Cindy Toy, did it back in 1996. Kylie's goal came um, in a 13-5 win over Steinart High School on Wednesday, December 20th. Stick taps out to sophomore goaltender Nick Petrella of John Jay, who made 17 saves in his first varsity game, an 8-3 win over St. Paul's on Thursday, December 21st. Stick taps out to the Thomas Titans for hosting their 6th annual Honor Our Heroes game versus Geneva on Thursday, December 21st at the Webster Ice Arena. Puck drop was set for 7 p.m., and all U.S. military personnel and first responders were admitted for free. Stick taps out to the St. Joseph's Preparatory High School hockey team in Pennsylvania for hosting a Pink the Rink game on Thursday, December 21st versus Cardinal O'Hara at the Skadium in Havertown. All proceeds uh, will benefit breast cancer research at Penn Medicine. Stick taps out to the Arondacoy Eagles hockey team for sponsoring a Skate with the Eagles event for children in grades K-6. through Full hockey gear uh, is uh, required, and the program runs from 3.30 to 4.30 p.m. on Wednesday, December 27th at the Lakeshore Ice Arena. Stick taps out to the St. John Vianney High School uh, team and the Christian Brothers Academy for playing in a military appreciation game at the Navesink Country Club on Wednesday, January 3rd. Uh, CBA will be collecting donations for the Lieutenant Dennis W. Zielinski Memorial Fund, and St. John Vianney's proceeds will benefit the Pause for Vets program. And I'm definitely going to do everything I can to get myself down there for that game. Stick taps out to the Marist College Red Foxes for hosting their first annual Hall of Fame induction ceremony on uh, Saturday, January 20th. The alumni game is set for 10.30 a.m. at the McCann Ice Arena, followed by lunch uh, and the Hall of Fame induction, and the afternoon ends with a game between Marist and Wagner College at 4.15 back at McCann. And if you know of a player, coach, team, or hockey-related event or charity and would like them to receive stick taps in the future, please tweet me at TravJack71 using the hashtag HVPucks. This is your boy, Trav, and you're listening to the HV Pucks Podcast. I'll be back with some of my final thoughts after this. What's happening, y'all? It's your boy, Stephen A. Smith, and you're listening to the HV Podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now back to the show. Hey, Travis Jackson, holler at your boy. 
As the horn sounds on the sixth episode of season two, I want to let you know some of the topics uh, that we're going to cover uh, during the rest of the season. Someone wanted to uh, wants to know uh, how the strength of schedule that a team plays will impact their season, including the playoffs. I think that's a very intriguing topic, which I look forward to uh, to discussing later on in the season. Um, someone wants to know which team has the best locker room. Someone else reached out and they want to know which team has the best merch. Um, And on the topic of being a female hockey player, I still have three individuals that uh, actually live outside of the United States that I have to uh, interview. Once I'm done with those, I will put together uh, that special. Um, But uh, more importantly, there's going to be a Hudson Valley Girls High School Ice Hockey Kickoff Clinic for players in grades 6 through 12 on Saturday, January 6th beginning at 7.45 p.m. at Brewster Ice Arena. Staff members from the New York Rangers will be there. Eric Nates, Stacy Weirl, and members of the New York State USA Hockey Coaches Education Team will be coordinating clinics, and it's anticipated that members of the Connecticut Whale of the National Women's Hockey League will also be there. Please contact Tess Brogan, Athletic Director at Clarkstown North, uh, for more information her email is uh, tbrogan at ccsd.edu. I also want to do a history of Hudson Valley hockey with Stefan Vallis and Mike Schoenbach, as the two of them have a wealth of information about this topic. I also want to look at ways to expose kids to the sport of hockey and grow it at the grassroots level. So I love what Mike Benelli's doing um, with respect to that. So I'm going to look to have him on. Um, Someone else also reached out and they want to know if being a multi-sport, multi-sport athlete helps hockey players or if they should just specialize in the, uh, the one sport that they're doing. And again, if there's topics that you'd like me to address on the show, please tweet me at TravJack71 as I do this podcast for you. I'm also very excited to announce, the again, the addition of a Where Are They Now segment to the podcast. So any former Hudson Valley players, please tweet or DM me at TravJack71 if you want to come on. Uh, during episode five uh, of the podcast, I had the pleasure of chatting with Tommy Spiro, uh, former goaltender of the Mamaroneck Tigers. Uh, so again, I'm looking forward to talking to other uh, Hudson Valley uh, hockey alumni. alumni. Uh, I'm looking to have a recurring segment uh, from time to time called the uh, Trainer's Room from the Trainer's Room, which will focus on athlete health, safety, and nutrition. I recently spoke to a trainer uh, for a local high school team, and she's agreed to come on, so I'm excited about that. And uh, before I sign off, I, I obviously want to thank my beautiful wife, Marisol, and my two daughters, Juliana and Kayla, for their never-ending support, love, patience, and understanding, because our family time takes a hit over the next uh, few months here as I embark on another exciting hockey season. But uh, fortunately, we're going to do some family stuff today. We're going to go see the new Jumanji reboot. We're going to grab some lunch before I go off to to cover some games and uh, my family goes off to a baby shower. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at TravJack71, on Instagram at 5 underscore min underscore major, and on Snapchat at 5 underscore min major. I do most of my work on Twitter. I'm trying to put as much content as I can up on uh, Instagram. I don't do too much with Snapchat, but I do have a uh, Snapchat account. 
And if you like the music you've heard throughout the show, check out the EP Broken Walls by Fracture, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can also find them on Twitter at Fracture underscore band, on Instagram at Fracture Official, Fracture Band Official on Facebook, and www.fractureofficial.com on the web. Lastly, if you enjoyed the Adam Sandler and Stephen A. Smith impressions from the show, please check out my man, Dan Jovanovic, at www.danjovanovic.com on the web. You can also find him on Twitter at the at the Dan Jovanovic. Uh, he also has a YouTube channel and he's on SoundCloud under the name Dan Jovanovic. Dan specializes in the voice stylings of celebrities and he can also create unique voices for any project. This is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'll see you at the rink. <laughs>